You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. Every November 10th and 11th, Munganass St. Louis Acura celebrates the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day by kicking off our annual Toys for Tots collection. Bring a new unwrapped toy to our Manchester and Mason Road location from now until December 12th, and the Marines will pick up and distribute these toys to children in need throughout our area. We thank you for another record business year, and please, let's work together to make the holidays a little brighter and better for the children. Munganass St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. just got more entertaining it's weekend joe on claims online driven by munganass st louis acura hear from some of the big names in st louis and national sports every weekend and now here's joe roderick and me i'm andy hanselman And a happy Thanksgiving to you. Welcome on in to Weekend Joe or Thanksgiving Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We're driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. And uh, Andy, this is the first ever show that we are doing here from the Collinsville Studios. Well, well not not quite, Joe. It's, it's the second one. The first arable show the, that we are okay, doing the from the Collinsville show. Studios. I'll, Joe, I'm looking at the waveform here on Adobe yeah. Audition. Uh-huh. It, it, it looks much better. Yeah. Lo- yeah. yeah. It looks like it should look. So we're not going to record 45 minutes of it before we test the audio on that's, this one? That's correct, Joe. Yeah, that's how professionals do it. Yeah. I mean, you are you, <laughs> you are Joe Roderick Engineering. <laughs> I had nothing to do with the engineering behind uh, two weeks ago. No, you, you sure didn't, pal. But was, here we are once again. But here we are. It's fine. I'm out running some errands. Yeah, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Big Skanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving right? Eve. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I don't participate in Skanksgiving anymore. No, I don't. I, I Andy, I, I hope to be in bed by like nine o'clock tonight. I don't think I'm be able to be in bed by nine, but I'm hoping by like ten thirty. Yeah. Joe, I stayed up late twice this week. How late? What is late? I was up till midnight Ooh, on uh, on Monday night. Do you know why I was up until Monday? Do you know what momentous occasion was happening on network television on Monday night? On Monday night, uh-huh. it was Eagles Chiefs, right? Was that's that not, it? That's no, not, no. That was pretty momentous. This is a little more momentous. I have no idea. David Letterman made his return to the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I, Andy, it's been so long since I've watched. Like the only network TV I watch. Is when sports are on. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, I had no clue. It was fantastic. Was Did he look like uh, Santa Claus still? He does. He still yeah. looks like Santa Claus. I believe Zach Galifianakis called him Meth Santa. <laughs> Meth Santa? Yeah. <laughs> on an episode of Between Two Ferns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was uh, it was really, really good. He was very funny. He came he came prepared with uh, with some material, and and uh, he was impressed with the uh, with the dressing room and the uh, the snacks and the menu. And then said that the audience was going to get the menu the next nice. night. <laughs> did they do? A, did he do a top ten? He didn't. I went and I, <sighs> but he at the very end he did get back behind the desk. Okay, and and took us and took a selfie with Stephen Colbert. Now and, who did? Okay, who did Letter? Because I know there were who did Letterman replace? Did he replace Carson? No, Letterman. So Letterman was going to replace Carson, but instead they picked Jay Leno. Okay. 
And so when that happened... And Jay Leno, uh, you know, made sure that nobody got screwed over when he left late night TV. That's right. Yeah. But in the meantime... So he did a smooth transition to Conan O'Brien and never returned to late night after that again. Exactly what happened. Yeah. No, but um, instead, when the... See, I think... um, Jay started in 92, the fall of 92. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe Letterman had to sit out a year with a non, you know, a television non-compete contract. And I mean, although I don't know why it's David Letterman. I mean, and though, so he started at CBS, I want to say like in 1993. 93. Yeah, I have it up here. Yep. And, um, and provided, and he was on the air for, I believe, 21, 22 years Mm -hmm. until about 2014, 2015. Yeah. One of my favorite things always was uh, his last show before Christmas when he'd have the great Darlene Love in just uh, to sing uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home with Paul Schaefer in the uh, in the in the orchestra. So the late show great. late show with Dave Letterman that was an original. So that was just they they wanted they thought they needed competition for the Tonight Show. That's well there there wasn't any competition for Johnny Carson. Because yeah. ABC didn't I mean ABC had Nightline which started in the late seventies as a. It was meant to provide extra coverage for the Iran hostages. Mm. Um, you know, 1979, 1980. It hung on. But it was a, it was a news program. It wasn't a, a, a variety program. And CBS never had anything. Um, they had a late, late program with Tom Snyder for a while. Uh, Regis Philbin did, did a few things. and uh, But they did not have a late show after the late news at 10 o'clock. As a matter of fact, for years, I remember when I was a kid, um, after the uh, Channel 4 News was Love Connection with Chuck Woolery. Hmm. And yeah, then, then ABC just has, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel Live's been on for, God, how many years has that been on Probably for Probably 20 now? now. No, maybe not 20. He's been on, oof. Since 2006, 2007? You think it's been that because long? Because I think Jimmy Kimmel and, and Adam Carolla were still doing the band show in 2003. Jimmy Kimmel had started, it says here, in 2003. Wow, it has been 20 Years that he's been on the air. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. It is the current longest running late night talk show. Yeah. Well, I feel like I mean nobody ever wanted to touch Carson. I was, think Carson was on for like twenty seven or twenty eight. It was years. twenty years in January, by the way. So we're not. Yeah, it's twenty years in Jan- January twenty six two thousand three was the first. That still feels like a new show of to me. Jimmy Kimmel Live. That feels like a new show to me. It seems like it's newer than Fallon. Well, I mean, but Fallon's only been on since, I think Fallon's been on since 2015 as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like it doesn't, I never would have thought 20 years. I yeah. thought if you would have said 10 years, I'd be like, yeah, maybe it's pushing it. Never would have thought 20 years yeah. for Kimmel. Were you ever a big late night television watcher? Late night TV? The, the Fallon the talk for a while. Fallon was good. But see, I feel like Fallon's kind of fallen into the Jay Leno corny joke. I haven't watched, I haven't watched Fallon in years now. Yeah. There was, there was a stretch where... It was. It probably. It probably coincided with around the time Hudson was born. Yeah. And I was doing. I was doing six to eight, on nine twenty. Yep. And so I was getting home at nine o'clock. I mean, Hudson was a newborn, so his hours were all over the place, and it just so happened that ten thirty. I mean, I'm watching TV still, like. And I think it just coincided with, okay, I'm going to watch watch Fallon. There was a while there where Fallon was doing some really cutting-edge cool stuff when he first started the first few years with some of the musical guests 
and just different things that he was doing because he's just a crazy talented guy. Mm-hmm. Um, way more talented than Jay Leno ever was. I mean, Jay Leno's a stand-up comedian and and Jimmy Fallon was well, I just think the creative. I mean, you think, I mean, Kimmel or Fallon came from the world of Saturday Night Live where it was... He's an was, impressionist. He's where, a, yeah, yeah, where it was skit, improv. Yeah. Improv skits for all of that. Same with, same with Kimmel where he came from, he and Adam Carolla and their team create. I mean, honestly, back then, it probably was just a lot of ideas just straight from Kimmel and Carolla that they thought, hey, this is really dumb. Let's put it on the air and Real they dumb. got away with it. Probably similar to Colbert because Colbert background came from The Daily Show. Right. So it's you have three guys who came from the world of, of improv and came from having to come up with different skits every night, which is so different than a stand-up comedian. So funny thing, I had <coughs> never watched an episode of Late Night with Stephen Colbert until Monday night. Really? Never one up, not one up. I've seen clips of stuff that he had done. He's a, I mean, he's extremely funny guy crazy talented but just you know the the late night talk shows just aren't something that i'm terribly interested in anymore i used uh, to watch colbert rapport yeah, all the time the rapport i yeah. love the rapport i used to watch that all, all the time i used to watch that i remember in college would watch that all the time would would that be a good way for you to get your i mean because there were actual news elements of the show yeah inform, but it was all you know a lot of comedy based too it was, it was, it was similar to i mean same as Weekend update. Yeah. It was weekend update, but like every night. Yeah. Is what that was. But in a political sense. He he was way more political with with what he did. Do you catch I I don't think you're watching Saturday Night Live live on Saturday nights, are you? No. Do you do you catch the weekend updates when they post them on YouTube? I will I will like I recently Nate Bargazzi was the host. Yes, he was. It was great. I I think I've seen almost every one of those. I'm a huge Nate Bargazzi fan, so I have gone through and watched all of those, and I will watch when when I do see the clips pop up of Weekend Update. I will watch. It, it's funny how over time, whoever does Weekend Update, it always seems that they become the best Weekend Update hosts of all that that, that we've ever anchors that we've ever had. I, I just I it is so difficult to sit there and say, oh no, this guy was the greatest Weekend like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey years. Those two were so good together. So good. But over the years now, Seth Meyers and Michael Che, the stuff that, and just the, the Colin bits. Jost. The, the, what? Colin Jost. It's Colin, I'm sorry, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah. The stuff that, the, the writing each other's jokes for each, like. Oh my God. That bit that they do. No, there, that's, that's where it's separated you know because there is, there has been no other hosts of week, anchors of Weekend Update who could have ever pulled off that? No. And they've been around long enough to where, I don't want to use the word trustworthy, but you you know them, you have that connection with them, to where now they can go out there and they can tell these jokes and there is going to be zero blowback on I them. read, and it's funny you bring that up, I read an article about how they do that and how that could actually, like, help ease things like that can help ease racial tension in this country i know that we don't usually get deep into this kind of stuff but do you think do you see things like that i mean being able just to laugh at each other but that i mean it's such a it's a friendship type thing and i just i I think that's what it is that you know these are two guys that are so close and have this friendship that they're able to do that where i think that's 
that's where why they're able to get away with it. They're not just you know they're they're not just throwing two a white white comedian a black comedian out there and doing that. No, no, they're no, they're, they're, yeah, these yeah, are two they're, guys. They're, like, they're deeply you, seated with each other. Yes, like yeah, those those guys have been together forever now. Yeah, to where they can they can do that. You know, talk about other weekend update hosts. You know, I go. I remember. I, I first started watching when Dennis Miller was hosting Weekend Update. Hi, babe. And uh, was also, that's also my Sammy Davis Jr. impression, mm, by okay. the way. Thank you. Uh, and then Norm MacDonald to Kevin Nealon and Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn may have been the worst. I I mean, I've seen stuff of him. Of him. It was okay. Yeah. But, I mean, but the, the Norm MacDonald stuff was an O.J. Simpson joke every week about him being the murderer. And just all of the Norm, like any stuff that Norm Macdonald did, any of his stand, like any of his late night stuff that when he was a guest on Conan, things like that, you realize how great of a comedic mind we lost. And full circle there, his <coughs> his appearances with Letterman were legendary as well. Just, you, I mean, anytime I see a clip of him pop up on a reel yeah. and you watch it and you're just like, how, like... How did somebody come up with that? Like, that is just so... And, like, the little... Just the better than Ezra joke. It's so (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Are you familiar with the clip where... I'll I'll tell you the punchline. He asked the guy if he has a doghouse. He goes, no, homo. (laughs) Do you familiar with that one? No. So, I'm a terrible, terrible joke teller, so I really shouldn't do this, but we'll try it anyway. So the, he says that he's talking to his neighbor. His neighbor's new neighbor is a is a professor of of uh, not psychology, uh, like uh, oh damn it, just making making analogies. A prof- yes, so or a professor a professor of logic using logic to come to a conclusion. And he goes, well, he goes, you know, he, he says, well, what, what does that mean? And he says, well, I can ask you a series of questions and determine whether or not you are you know married or not. So he says. So he, so he asked the guy, do you have a dog house? And he goes, well, yeah. He goes, well, now I can assume you probably have a dog. Well, yeah, that's true. He says, and with that, I can assume that you probably have kids. Well, yeah, I do. And uh, probably then, then that you're married. Yeah, I am. All right, so you're a married man with kids because you, you have a dog house. So he he's, goes to the bus stop. She's a friend of his. And he tells his buddy about his new neighbor. And he says, hey, do you, he says, hey, my new neighbors, he's a professor of logic. He says, he says, Here, let me try this on you. And he says, do you have a dog house? He goes, no, homo. God. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> and audience, I'm, I'm so sorry for my joke telling. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Well, Andy, it's a uh, special Thanksgiving Joe edition of the uh, of the show as uh, as people get ready to to gather with family and and uh watch football i, yes. I imagine they are podcasting this show throughout their oh. houses they are getting the turkey covered in the brine and in all kinds of uh, uh all kinds of there's a, there's, uh, there's an order of operations yeah. for tomorrow okay and here's what they are you're going to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade mm-hmm. you're going to podcast weekend joe Starting around 11, because this will be about a 45-minute podcast mm-hmm. right around there. And then at noon, you're going to flip it over to KC95 and listen to Alice's Restaurant for 18 minutes. What's, what's that? The song by Arlo Guthrie called Alice's Restaurant. They play well, no, it. Football starts at 1130 on, or 11 or 1130 well, you on. Gotta, on you got to so. mute, mute it and turn on KC at noon. It's a, tra- it's a tradition. Okay, I didn't know that was a tradition. 
They've done it every year since 1967. Oh, okay. They played it. They played it. They played it noon on Thanksgiving. It's Alice's restaurant. Yeah, 11:30 kickoff tomorrow. Packers, Lions, then Commanders, Cowboys. Boy, that's a couple of great games there, Joe. I tell you what, uh, Lions eight and two on the uh, on the year. Yep. Top the NFC are those uh, Detroit Lions, second place behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Nine and one are the Eagles. Nine and one after a thrilling. Uh, victory on Monday night at Arrowhead. They did win the game. Yeah, I uh, all I cared about was uh, needing my fantasy points, and I got them, and I won by half a point. Isaiah Pacheco did come through for me. I needed seventeen points combined out of uh, McKinnon and Patrick Mahomes, and I got sixteen from Mahomes, and I got one point from McKinnon for an even seventeen points. That's what I needed. That's what I got. Joe, I'm three and seven in the Camo X League. I'm really upset about it. I'm not in the Camo X League this year. I'm just in not. one league. Yeah, just in the uh, just in the one league. So that's yeah. So uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow, uh, tonight as uh, we record this. I don't know if it's going to be posted on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, but mm. Wednesday night heading to uh, all. I made the stuffing. Yes, I make the stuffing every year. Do you put it's, apples and raisins in it? Do not. Nope. Good for uh, you. Made, have it all. It's sitting in a cooler in my car, Andy, outside of your house right nice. now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in there. Um, I, I, you could have borrowed a fridge for an hour. If you need it's to. in a cooler. It's in a cooler. Okay. Well, I'm saying you could yeah. have borrowed no, a fridge for an hour. It's, it's, it's all good. All right. Um, I've also it, it's been sitting in there since noon anyway. Oh, okay. I had to go drive over to St. Louis. I had to go pick up. I'm, I'm doing a turkey trot tomorrow morning, so I had to go pick up my bib for the race. I saw a uh, a, a meme <laughs> on Instagram today, and it says, uh, "What is what's your worst nightmare of marrying into a family?" And the, the meme says that it's it's a family that runs 5Ks on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, it's just me by myself. I saw it. The hoodie looks real nice in the picture. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to get that hoodie. And then I went and picked it up. And I'm like, huh. Kind of got sold a sold a, uh, oh, a bag man. of lies here with this hoodie and the material that it was made of. I thought it was a nice dry fit material. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. Is it like polyester? I don't even know if it's polyester. Oh, woof. Yeah. Oof. Sorry about your luck there, pal. I know. I was very upset about that. <laughs> is it, uh, which turkey trot is it, Joe? Uh, this was one in Forest Park. Okay. It's an 8K. Really? It's an 8K. An 8K? Mm-hmm. That'd be about, what, 6.1 miles? Four miles. No, four miles. Four miles. Okay. Four miles, yeah. That's nothing for you. No. But I just, I wanted the nice hoodie. I saw the hoodie. I was like, ooh, this is a nice hoodie. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear this to Thanksgiving dinner. No. Then I, I saw that. I'm like, I'm still going to wear it, but oof. Look at me. I ran a, I ran an 8K this morning. Mm-hmm. How special I am. Yep. I, I earned these calories. Right. Now I'm going to go it's, become a fat again. Yep. So, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, going to uh, gonna drop the stuffing off at my my parents' house. I'm going to Alton High um, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. This is when they do their Hall of Fame inductions for the Athletic Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, you told me you were doing that. I figured you were going to... Uh, the one, the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. And also tonight is... That was uh, last weekend was the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, Bernie Miklas. Uh, he did. Went in, yeah. He did. And um, tonight's uh, also, uh, what do you call it? Um, Guns and Hoses at the Enterprise that Center. That is right, yeah. yeah. Supposedly it's the only night of the year where they allow smoking inside the Enterprise Center. Okay. It's weird. I've never been. I've never been either. I've heard it's very cool. No. I, I, I think it seems like it'd be a fun night out. Yeah. See a who's who of uh, of people. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that are out. Tommy Ackerman on the call tonight on I believe on Bally Sports Midwest. Mm. Is what I heard to uh, 
I believe one of our, I believe at least one of our guys from the alumni baseball game playing uh, boxing in that tonight, Matt Halliday, a uh, firefighter. I, s- I saw that name in there. I, yeah. re- I recognize that name. Yeah, Matt Halliday is uh, there. I, maybe a second one. I don't. I'd have to look at the uh, the rundown of all the names. If you have it, want to send it to me. I don't know if you if, if you have it anywhere. If you could find it anywhere, but I I do believe Matt is once again uh, performing. In that, uh, but yeah, Alton High Hall of Fame, two guys that I played with, baseball with, uh, Jeremy Bond and Pat Gibson, both going into the Alton Hall of Fame tonight. And then a uh, friend of mine, Mike Minton, going in. He uh, played football and wrestled at uh, at Alton High, so going to go up there and uh, be part of their uh, their ceremony and go there and, uh, and honor those guys. I, I, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say it's 50-50 if Gibby shows up to the event to his own Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had seven, no, we've had six alumni games, Andy. Yes. Six of them. So far, he's appeared at one. <laughs> it required guys going to his house with pants to go pick him up. <laughs> he has said every year he's going to be there. He has showed up to one. So chances that he shows up to his Hall of Fame induction, we're going to put it 50-50. I'll put it 52. 52-48 that he shows up tonight. I'll put it slightly above 50%. I'm going to say his dad makes him go. That's, that's my guess for tonight. Hang on, I'm still trying to find this. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to worry about it. So that's, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing uh, tonight. And then Andy, to, uh, Friday. Friday, getting up. Driving up to Chicago. We talked about this last week. We yes. teased this last week. Andy, I'm going up to uh, to the Chicagoland area for WWE Survivor Series. Yes. That's at the uh, uh, the former uh, Rosemont Horizon. Yeah, Allstate Arena. Yeah, I don't call it is that. Is what it's called It's the now. Rosemont Horizon, isn't it? Yeah, it is in Rosemont. Andy, I'm a credentialed media. Yeah, you were talking about that. Credentialed media for a WWE. Yep. Yeah, that's right. First time I've ever been credentialed media for uh, for WWE. Jordan, they're going to feed you. I, so I, I have up here the information, the media information email that they have sent me. Okay. It says here that I will be sent a ticket no later than Wednesday, November 22nd. Have you received said ticket? I have not received said ticket yet. No. That's fine. I'm not worried about that. Okay. I've gotten the emails confirming it. I've gotten all the other emails. Not worried about that. Andy, I, I, I feel like if I, you know, five o'clock Saturday, if I don't have a ticket, then I'll worry. Okay. okay? Then I'll worry. And then I would have to actually call people I do not want to call. Like if that was the case and I was standing outside the Rosemont Horizon trying to get in, <clears throat> then I, I, I have people's numbers that I could call to get into the building. Vince McMahon. <clears throat> I do not have Vince McMahon's number. No, I do not. Who would you call, Joe? I want to know. I, I, their media relations person for WWE. The Honky Tonk Man? That Honky Tonk Man not employed by WWE. Not sure if he's under a legacy contract or not. Paul Heyman? <clears throat> I don't have his number. Never have talked or met Paul E. Dangerously. Never have met him. Brock Lesnar. Never have met, never have been in the same room as Brock Lesnar. I imagine that would be a sight to see I, to be uh, to come face to face with the Beast Incarnate. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So we can stop dropping, stop guessing yeah. names here. Okay. 
So it says there's no press box access to the event. Ooh, okay, that's as cool. As indicated on the credential application. Approved media will only receive one ticket. They are unable to accommodate additional requests at this time. So I couldn't bring Hudson with me. Right. Uh, has a media check-in. It then says media will be escorted by WWE communications or a venue official through the security entrance. And then it has images of where I am supposed to go in this. Now, uh, photo and video regu- regulations. No filming of entrances or finishes. So, it's already been revealed Randy Orton is making his return after, it's like over a year since Randy Orton has been there. Right. He is making his return. So, I'm not going to be able to film when, when, they, when Randy Orton's theme hits and his entrance starts. They, they don't want me filming that and posting it to the social media. But why? I would imagine they want all the clicks for them. Gotcha. Like, will fans do it? Absolutely. Right. They don't want the media to do it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, or finishes either. Again, that's usually a big thing that they will be posting on gotcha. their socials, okay. on their website. Those are the important parts. They, that's what they don't want. Uh, photography or videography must not impede anyone's view. Obviously. Don't know where my seats are, so not sure how to go about I mean, it. What if, I mean, what if you're like in like the, 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 the timekeeper's booth? There? I don't think they're going to put... I, I think they actually get money for those tickets. Oh, do they really? I'm going to guess I'm going to be off to the side, maybe somewhat restricted of a view, but a nice one that you wouldn't want to pay for, but you still have a good view of the ring. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Andy, they will host a post-event press conference. So this is aired on the WWE Network. I have once seen Fred Slow on TV in the the press conference. (laughs) I thought, hey, that looks like Fred Slow. Sure enough, it was Fred Slow. (laughs) Like, hey, that's Buck Dangerous, Fred Slow's co-host, and it was. It was Buck Dangerous sitting right there. <laughs> I was like, huh, how about that? So, Andy, if you watch Peacock Saturday night, maybe you see me on the on the WWE Network. I'm going to be looking. Yeah. I'm going to have it out. About what time will this be happening? Ooh, I'm going to guess this is going to be well after 10 o'clock. This is going to be a late one. Okay. Yeah. After Survivor Series is over. Yeah. After War Games, after the cage match is done. Well, but I'm looking for Hudson will get to see me on TV, some, maybe in some capacity, and he'll be real happy well, to I see have, that. I have, I'm a Peacock subscriber. Yeah. So it says here, due uh, to high demand, the reach and, f- uh, due to high demand, the reach and focus of each media outlet requesting access will be considered on a case-by-case basis. And subject to the discretion of WWE communications and other stakeholders. Who are you credentialed through? Uh, KFNS. <laughs> this is one of those who I should have put KMOX down on there. Yeah, should have put KMOX. KFNS, KFNS though, there. If if they get if if somebody is doing a background check on that, and they call up to Dave Zobris and they go, "Hey, we got this Joe Roderick. Hey, this is WWE Joe Roderick work for you." Dave Zobris says, "Yeah, he does." <laughs> If WWE's calling Tom Ackerman, I don't know if Tom's pushing me through on it. He pray, he might say yes, but then he's probably going to text me and say, "Hey, why? What, what's this about?" <laughs> Whenever I get credentialed through KMOX, I have Tom do that. Tom is the one I send it to him. I say, "Hey, can you please credential me for this?" And every time he does, Tom is a great guy. Yes, Dave Zobrist also a great guy. Yes, <laughs> but wrestling related things, I will go and I will get credentialed through KFNS for that. Can't get credentialed through Clubs Online. I, you know what? With the current people that WWE has in place, I believe I would be able to. Yeah. I just think this is an easier process well, to go through an actual. You, right? 
<clears throat> now they do. The ones that that I work that work with now, the guy that runs everything, I have worked with him in other sport and other um, outlets for years. Sure. Um, so yes, he knows me, and the guy who is sending out all of these things, I have dealt with at the last few Super Bowls. He knows me as well. So okay. I, I do have a good, um, I do have a good relation, working relationship now with the uh, with the WWE. So cool. very much looking forward to going up there and seeing. I the only thing I have ever gone. I, I would imagine this is the first wrestling event that I've ever gone to the Rosemont Horizon for. First time I've, they've held a WrestleMania at the Rosemont Horizon. WrestleMania 13, the first ever WrestleMania that I watched live. Really? WrestleMania 13 was there. Now they're two nights in big 90,000 seat stadiums. Right. Not in 12,000 seat arenas. <laughs> I believe they're up to 17,000. Uh, they are, for the show, um, they are expecting 17,000 right now. Wow. That's what they are set up for. At the Allstate Arena. That's what two rings set up, too, because it's a War Games match. Oh. Mm-hmm. How's that work, Joe? Uh, so two people start. So two people uh, two people start in the ring, and then every few minutes, one person from one team goes in, then a few minutes later, another person. So it starts one-on-one, then it's two-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-two, three-on-three, all the way up till it's five-on-five. Once it's five-on-five, then the match begins. Oh. Then the bell rings. So they're just beating the hell out of each other, and it doesn't matter. There cannot be a pinfall until it's five on five. You said there's two rings going? There's two rings with a cage over both of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about them apples? Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, I can tell you're excited. I'm excited for you. I'm just excited to see what it all Entails. I'm just. I'm very excited to see that. I know Clabe said he wants a full review on uh, the lunch show next week. I'm sure he very much meant that, and I will give him that. I, I uh, also want one next next Thursday. Oh, we will. Program. I, I guarantee we will go much more in depth on this show than Clabe's will allow me to go on the lunch show. Let me just. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not sure what you're talking about. But you so, run yeah. you you run point on the on the lunch show. I do. Why does Clay run point on the lunch show? I don't know. Is he just run point enough in his life? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, he's just over it. Yeah, doesn't need the. Yeah, he's fine with me doing. He's fine with me doing the, the heavy lifting on I mean, that. You're, you're you're a great point at that guy. Point, so I think that's what it is. Hey, let's take a break. When we come back, I got some good crack slippers. Uh, tie into some cardinal talk too. And we will do that here on Thanksgiving Joe. We're driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura, Munganess Alton Toyota, here on ClavesOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body. 911. One North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. There's not a lot of wiggle room in my budget. Thankfully, with Ameren's budget billing rollover plan, my energy bill is more predictable. And knowing what to expect each month gives me the power to be me. Enroll on our mobile app or learn more at Ameren.com slash options. Can Graybar help my electrical and datacom jobs be more productive? 
Yep, our supply chain services are designed to do just that. Like job site services? Yep, we deliver the products you need where and when you need them, no matter your industry. What if I have technical questions? Yep, our specialists are top notch. Emergency support? Yep, even after hours. They're a unicorn. When you need to keep your projects productive and profitable, rely on Graybar to help you get the job done right. No unicorns required. Yep, Graybar does that. Welcome back in. It is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Andy, uh, we'll get to crack slippers here in a bit, but I did want to get into just a little bit of Cardinal discussion. I mean, we're, it's before Thanksgiving. The Cardinals have already made a couple moves with free agency. They sure have, and they're going to be impactful, Joe. They signed a couple of 37-year-olders. I, you know what? Again, I cannot believe the amount of people that are freaking out over this as if they have no money left. Right. These are the only moves they're going to make. There is nothing more that's going to come this offseason than Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. I think they're just going off past history. But what about what in past history is telling you this? I they they I, I will tell you that I will be floored. Absolutely floored if the Cardinals do not make a trade for a number two level starting pitcher. Oh, I will be too. It's just fun to talk about. <clears throat> so to think here, to sit there and go on, Arenado should demand a trade. To say it's November 22nd. It could be December 22nd and I wouldn't worry about this right now. Right. And it's, it's, it's November 22nd. Aaron Nola stayed with the Phillies. Okay, that one's off the board. Sonny Gray, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, those three guys haven't been haven't done anything yet. I thought Blake Snell did. I, no, he hasn't. He hasn't? Okay. Unless something happened in the last half hour. No, nothing's happened. I thought Blake, uh, someone said that Blake Snell did sign somewhere. No. All right. Well, haven't cool. even heard discussions on Blake Snell yet. It is, it is just, I mean, it is amazing to me. That people are going to get this worked up over it for the, the, at this stage in in it. I mean, Yamamoto just got posted the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, half the teams are in on him. I mean, this is he is a twenty five year old phenom of a pitcher from Japan. We have not seen a talent like this at that age come over from Japan. Might be the best Japanese pitcher that we'll ever see. So, yeah, all the teams are going to be in on him. We don't know where that money starts with him. Right. You know what, though? Well, it's... The Cardinals have a guy that's friends with him and his mom. Yeah. And they hang out. Okay? Sure, I'm sure the West Coast is very appealing to almost all of these Japanese players. Without question. Same with New York and the bright lights there. Yeah. But he's got a relationship with a with a cardinal. I, I think there's a lot to say with that. There are so many other arms out there that just because they signed two guys to throw 180 innings for them next year, great. You have those. You don't have to worry about Drew Rom being in your starting rotation to start the year. Or Joe, I think what a more likely scenario is that they sign two guys to pitch 90 innings each. They'll, they'll share the fifth starter responsibilities. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I think they'll both. I think they'll both be fourth and fifth starters. Do you really? Yeah. 
I think the move like this was made. I you cannot. Stephen Matz has not shown that he can stay healthy. No, not at all. So maybe one of those guys goes to the bullpen at the start of the year. Could. And you you go from there. But you have two guys that are capable of throwing 180 innings. You need that. You you need multiple guys that can do that. They can, the, also, they can also both <laughs> give up a lot of home runs. That's cool, too. <clears throat> because they pitched a lot of innings. Yeah. That's, that's a, the, the, the a good point, too. You can go there, and I, I've seen the list that's gotten passed around of... Michaelis and Gibson and Lynn being three of the top five to give up hits. Okay. Because they also threw a hell of a lot of innings. Yeah. You know. I think all three of them pretty much, pretty much right. threw 200 innings. You know who led the league in walks last year? I don't. Blake Snell. Oh, did he? Yes. You know what else Blake Snell did this past season? Won the Cy Young. Yeah. So it's, again, like you could look at the bad stats but if you have a guy that's going to go out there and throw six innings for you every fifth day, that's a great thing for your bullpen. So you're not going out there and you're not throwing Andre Pallante every other day. Yeah. It's only going to help your bullpen relieve some stress off of that. So, oh, all right. Andy, I, I am going to use this Cardinal discussion, though, uh, to uh, kickstart crack slippers, if you will. Joe, some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. And we picked those stories up here on Thanksgiving Joe. These are the Crack Slippers with Joe Roderick on the all-new ClabesOnline.com. <clears throat> Andy, we talked about great Japanese players. Yes. And, uh, you know. Ichiro. Ichiro is the, uh, is the actual, is the uh, reason Shohei for Akani. it. Ichiro is the subject of this Crack Slipper. Oh, wow. Ichiro is 50 years old. 50. I feel like he just retired like two years ago. I believe he retired four years. He's not eligible for the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Because he came back and he played that one game for the uh, Mariners in Japan. Oh, okay. So he is not eligible. I believe next year he's eligible for the for Hall of Fame. For playing one game? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Beginning of the year, he played one game over in Japan. Yep. Huh. Uh, 50 years old. So they put together a team of, uh, of, of players to play a high school girls team over in Japan in the Tokyo Dome. An all-girls high school baseball select team. Ichiro played on the opposing team at 50 years old. And he pitched. Okay. He threw a complete game. Did he really? Complete game shutout and a bunch of teenage girls. (laughs) Nine innings, allowed five hits, nine strikeouts, 116 pitches. How would you want to be one of those girls that got a hit off an each row? Off each right? Row? That'd be pretty damn cool. Top, uh, the hardest pitch he threw was 86 miles per hour. Huh. He also uh, hit in the game, too. And a girl struck him out looking. Wow. He got two hits. He got a single and a double. But he was struck out looking. S- uh, swung and missed. Hit a foul ball, and then she painted the corner on a on a fastball outside corner. Yeah, what a great story, right? Love it. I mean, that is a he is a superhero over in Japan. Oh yeah, and there is a teenage girl out there that said that he has uh, that she struck him out. I wonder if it's the same girl that struck him out that also got a hit off of him. I I, I don't have the box score in yeah. front of me. 
That's okay. Don't have that box score in front of me, Andy. And Andy, finally, a little music news. Ooh. Andy, great duos in music history. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Who else you got? Mm, the Righteous Brothers. Okay. Dan uh, and Shay. Dan and Shay, yes. Uh, the Carpenters. How about Hall and Oates? Yes. Well, Andy, Hall and Oates, don't think they're going to be sharing the stage anytime soon. Why is that, Joe? Daryl Hall has got a restraining order against John Oates. Say it in so, Joe. In a secretive legal battle. This is according to Rolling Stone. I'm sorry, I messed that up. I should have said, say it ain't so. The exact nature of the, the dispute. Joke? No. Is that a song? The whole note oh, okay. song. The exact nature of the dispute is unclear, as all documents have been sealed. Andy, uh, yeah, he's taken out a restraining order, then a dispute that's playing out all over Nashville right now. Did you get the joke I texted you to? I, I believe that was also another Hall and Oates song. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's my assumption is that it's always going to be Hall and Oates songs that you are uh, that you're texting me with these jokes. Yeah, yeah. So, Andy, I, I just you know, I, what do you think the two are uh, are, are arguing about? Uh, By the way, he has said, uh, yeah, Daryl Hall said, John and I are brothers, but we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We made records called Hall and Oates together. Always been very separate. That's a really important thing for me. I'm sure they're arguing over rights or something. It's got to be over money, right? Paul went on to diminish the collaborative aspect of Paul and Oates using the duo's 1980 number one hit, Kiss on My List. Ooh. As an example of their apparent creative separation. He said, I did all those harmonies. That's all me. Oates is not credited as a songwriter on Kiss on My List. Apparently, that's according to Daryl Hall. Yeah. Bird. They met in 67, formed a duo three years later, they released 18 studio albums. Can you name their six number one singles? I would say Out of Touch, Man Eater, Say It Ain't So. Solo careers. The duo, though, has never officially split up. I think a restraining order might mean that you've officially split up. I think so, too. I think so, too, Joe. Yeah. So, unfortunate news this uh, this Thanksgiving for Hall and & Oates. And Andy, that's going to do it for us here on our show for today. No restraining orders here, Andy. None. None. I got to tell you something, what just happened here. What did it happen? I was playing this song as the, as, as the yeah. background to wrap it up. Did it switch over? Well, what happened was, so the Spotify is actually on the, is on all the Amazon things yeah. too. So Claire, her music stopped. Uh, oh, yeah. On the Echo. And so she started her Taylor Swift again and killed my Hall & Oates. 
She's ruined this production. I'm going to go. It's still recording, though, correct? Oh, yeah, we're good. Okay. That was what I was really worried that somehow it was going to not only stop, but completely delete all of the recording that we've done. No. That would have been very unfortunate. Our show is intact, Joe. That's good. We're we're in good shape here. Awesome. Another edition of Thanksgiving Joe is in the books. And we're going to hit stop, and we're going to hopefully, this audio is going to sound absolutely magnificent. Oh, it's going to be amazing. When we will air it for you uh, on Klabes Online. But you've already listened to it all, so I don't know why I'm saying this here to wrap up the show. For Andy Hanselman, I'm Joe Roderick. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. This has been Thanksgiving Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClabesOnline.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Every November 10th and 11th, Munganass St. Louis Acura celebrates the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day by kicking off our annual Toys for Tots collection. Bring a new, unwrapped toy to our Manchester and Mason Road location from now until December 12th, and the Marines will pick up and distribute these toys to children in need throughout our area. We thank you for another record business year, and please, let's work together to make the holidays a little brighter and better for the children. Munganass St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.